listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight Out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's RJ Bell. Calvin Ridley suspended for the entirety of next season for allegedly wagering $1,500 on NFL games this season. Okay, now let me think. Who could we compare this to? Oh, look. Let's do Ray Rice. Now, Ray Rice, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here. This is my recollection. Uh, punched a <laughs> – was it his girlfriend? It was, or his wife? wife. Okay. And lo and behold, it ended up being on security footage. And initially, he got four-game suspension. Was that right? Yes. And did, did they reevaluate that, or just no team picked him up? I think that they ended up making it six games. I'll have to look it up oh, to be sure. But okay. I think they the, – the, after the uh, – So, it, like, yeah. So, I'm going to say this. I'm going to go four divided by 17. Okay. I'm just doing this in my head with a calculator. 24% of the time – so, if he would have punched four women – in four different elevators, it would have been the same as gambling. Yes. Okay. And there's actually a, a, a pretty recent incident. I don't know if you remember this, but Michael Kendricks, who was the linebacker for the Seahawks, no. he pled guilty to insider trading Okay. and got suspended eight games for that. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Okay, so if you illegally trade in stocks, gamble in stocks, you get about half as much of a penalty as if you bet. And, and what we're hearing is $1,500. Yes, and uh, I think you'd play Huey Lewis on Calvin for playing eight-game parlays too, right? No, because, <laughs> because, because he – listen – as Tony Soprano would say, it's guys like him that allow us to have the lifestyle we do. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I don't ever have a problem with amateurs. Now, listen, Calvin Ridley would make fun of us running routes, right? That's so, true. So, I mean, we all got our expertise. But I'm telling you right now, here's what makes this even more complicated. So, if you look at the NFL players list that's ever been suspended for gambling, in 63, Paul Horning, uh, Alex Karras, I think is how you pronounce that. And then it was 20 years before anyone else was suspended. And anyone over 30 probably remembers Art Sleechter, a guy who was an Ohio State quarterback, was a kind of a golden child, golden boy. And his gambling problem extended well into, you know, by accounts, well into his adulthood. And it, in a way, ruined his NFL career. In 2019, Josh Shaw... Mackenzie, you remember? All right, so you remember that Josh Shaw situation? The details? Yeah, he was a Bengals backup. He was on injured reserve when he's when he reportedly made these gambles. He was reinstated. He was suspended for a year and reinstated the next year, but never picked up. Never played another snap of NFL football. Okay, because I mean, and again, th- that's good business or typical business. Meaning, if you're a trouble 
maker, even if it's unfairly labeled that way, if you're on the fringe of making the team, why, why bother with it? Right? I mean, that's just basic human thinking. And now Ridley. Okay, there's a couple of issues here. One is what's different now between any time in the past, really, and maybe Josh Shaw would be a little different because it was right after the legalization. But the fact now that the NFL is in bed either directly or indirectly with gambling companies and they are making millions and millions of dollars. And you might say, how is that happening? I'll give you an example. In-game betting. Now, what is that? It's the game has started. It's not the pregame. Right? It's the game has started. Okay, what's the current odds? Because pretty much after every in any timeout, you can bet any event. If it's a commercial timeout, if it's a timeout by the teams, in some of these events, you can bet even as the games are happening, like in football, in between plays. Will this drive end up a touchdown? Will they score? Uh, you know, who's going to win the game? Over under yards for the quarterback throwing. I mean, the more the bigger games have a smorgasbord of betting that can happen after kickoff, in game or in running. Some call it betting. Okay, so. The NFL, you may not know this, and this is the case with the other leagues too. The thing you're seeing on TV, that, that broadcast, is behind by a significant amount. 45 seconds. Sometimes it's even more than that. HD's behind more than standard def. There's like a, a, a litany of delays. Are you familiar with this? Yes. Asia? And it's more than you might think, a, a casual fan. Now... Why is that? Well, got to go to the satellite, got to do all the different, and they want to sync it up. But but here's the thing. If you're actually at the stadium, you're ahead by upwards of a minute. And that's why sometimes with this in-game betting, it's a challenge between, okay, we don't want to put the odds up that account for the play that's already happened. Because if it happens quick enough, the play's already happened. So they're waiting, trying to find that sweet spot where, okay, because let's be honest, if the sports book is one play ahead, what are they going to do if there's a touchdown on one play? And there's, but for those betting, there's a delay that allows the play to happen right before the touchdown. So you haven't seen the touchdown yet. The touchdowns happen in real life, though. Does the book adjust the odds where it's all of a sudden expensive to bet the team that's going to score the touchdown? Well, a lot of rumors are they do. Right. Right. And then, I mean, once that's the case, you can't even bet. You know, a lot of people I know, serious people, only bet on commercial timeouts, even though they have in game options, because they don't trust the book to give the right number. Even if they just skew it by 10 or 15%, it's going to kill you in the long run as a batter. But what we know is there's a delay. The NFL charges the sports books to get the real time feed hundreds of thousands of dollars a month. And it ends up being millions and millions of dollars in information data fees. Because without that feed, you can't make your line in time for the play to happen. So they're ahead by only through the licensing of a fee to the NFL. Which, of course, you can be, too, for the right price. Yeah, yeah. if you wanted to start your own book. But, I mean, we're talk- it's not 5,000. T- we're talking hundreds of yeah. thousands each book. So this is the way the NFL has figured, listen, in-game betting is important. You can't do it without, without our information. Remember at the end of the events, you hear uh, descriptions, blah, 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 cannot be used without the express written consent of the NFL. Well, they have a long time been trying to 
create intellectual property around as much of the game as they can. This isn't about that. This is about the practical ability to get the data, to offer the odds. You can't, be, you can't create in-game odds without this feed. And the NFL is putting that money right in their pocket, as they should. But they are, the NFL is in partnership with sports betting. They are making money. Their financial partners are sports betting companies. And they have a history with Sports Radar, a big company that's been an aggregator of information that acts as a middleman. I'm almost certain, and I've read this, and I've read it twice, but then I've heard someone try to buck it. So I'll say this. I strongly suspect, and I'll look into it for tomorrow, that they have ownership in Sports Radar is my understanding. But let's call that like to be determined. But the financial side of this is not pennies. It's not irrelevant. Mark Cuban was talking about the future of the NBA, and he said the most promising element of it is gambling revenue. That of all the things, that why would you want to be an NBA owner today? In the future, gambling revenue is going to be a big part of it, but per Mark Cuban, billionaire, NBA owner. So this is all leagues is the case. So yeah, if you say Paul Horning, gambling's illegal, sports betting's illegal, in 63, you're suspended. That makes a ton of sense. There might have been a hypocrisy there. The NFL knew. They, they once asked Pete Rozelle, they said, if you could snap your fingers and eliminate all gambling on the NFL, would you? He said no. You know, he was in a moment of honesty because they could, back then, benefit greatly from the interest that gambling generated, not directly financially, but indirectly, but without, by being, without culpability. They could say, hey, we're not involved. We're not involved, right? But now they're involved. And I've preached on that about, okay, that's why we should have uh, the injury reports need to be forthright because people are betting millions based on the injury reports. And here's an example that it's going to really spotlight the hypocrisy of the NFL making millions on gambling, but then suspending four times plus as long a guy for betting recreationally, not trying to hide it. He's named, he went out, he bet over a weekend. And betting on his own team. Yes, yes. if he was betting against the foul, Pete Rose style. Uh, Josh Shaw bet against the Arizona Cardinals when he was playing for the Arizona Cardinals. That was kind of dumb. He was on the IR, absolutely Maybe dumb. He should have been cut for <laughs> stupidity. And he lost the bet on top of it. Bozo. You think if you had inside information, it'd be a lot. <laughs> you think. All right, but the fact of the matter is, I see this as extremely hypocritical to actually say you can't do something that we are making a bunch of money from doing. Eh. I I get that you're opening Pandora's box if you say, "Uh, guys, you're just allowed to bet on football whenever you want. I understand the reasoning for the rule. What is Pandora's box, though? Allowing players to just bet on football Uh, as they want. But but what's the complication of that? That that someone like Josh, that there's insider info. So now you make it simple. You can't bet against your own team. You can't bet on or against your own team. I don't hate that. I mean, because here's the thing. And this is a subtle point. Even if you only bet on your own team, that's probably a problem. And here's why. You're not going to bet every game on them. So some games you're betting, some games you're not. And by not betting, you're kind of saying, yeah, this isn't our spot. Exactly. And it's not only how you're benefiting from the inside information of being on the team. It's also that the bookie taking the bet, if they know who you are, is going to know, oh, look, he didn't bet this game. Thus, it means something. So in a way, it's a message. But I think it's really, listen, in Nevada for a long time, you couldn't bet UNLV. Any in-state institution, you couldn't bet 
for a long, long time. The famous UNLV loss to Duke in 91 in the NCAA tournament, there was no betting in Nevada for that game. You know, it was, uh, I think, about 15 years ago they've allowed that now be- because the theory was it'd be too easy to corrupt the kids that were hanging out. We can debate that. If we make it, you can't, if you're a professional athlete or if you collect a paycheck from an NFL team, you can't bet on that team. Also, you can't bet illegally. But if you bet in a regular, or maybe even you have to register your betting. Meaning that you, whenever you, any licensed sports book, they would say, okay, hey, I am part of this professional league. Here's my card. And now they've got their track it. And the, uh, some integrity company watches what they're doing. Yeah, now, now, now it's like you're going to get, a, you know, we're going to take a good look at what you're doing. But you know what? You don't do anything but bet. We're fine with it. You know, there's a way to do this. And we've seen this before in fight sports. In, in the UFC and in boxing, guys have bet their fight purses on themselves. Which, like, what did that do? I mean, that, first of all, that's something Dana White encouraged. He, I mean, would you agree, and you actually do work for the UFC directly, would you agree that Dana White, based in Vegas, has been – has understood, just like the XFL, that gambling is a way to get a nascent sport, a sport that is, let's say, not one of the biggest ones, but then is growing like UFC is now. Gambling is a great way to increase interest in of it. Of course. And he's encouraged it. Absolutely. And, and I mean, literally had, you know, when we had our local show here in Las Vegas on ESPN Local, there was uh, John Anik used to come on, you know, and Dana White knew it. And it was like, yeah, that's great. Let's talk gambling. Right. So... NFL doesn't need that because they get to benefit from it without saying we're complicit. But they are complicit now that they're making money. Uh, yeah, like you said, once you, once the money starts going in your pocket from the sports books, you're complicit. You can't pretend like you're not. And that's what the NFL is still trying to do. And I do love the idea of someone betting. I mean, like, I would love for two boxers to say, you know something, winner take all. Which is effectively what, if you're betting your purse, that's what you're doing, sure. right? Except you're doing it not with the other guy. I love that idea. I'm not I haven't thought all the way through the difference from a team and an individual. Because you could also say that individual, if he doesn't bet himself, is a problem if he's always betting himself, right? Yeah. But I, I don't know. That's a little subtle, but I love them. And don't we all love the idea of a, a professional athlete not making anything if they lose? Yes. Because then they care as much as we care, yeah. is the theory. I'm RJ Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. Mackenzie Rivers, what's your take on this? I am enlightened by this conversation because <laughs> my snap reaction was, well, you can't have any NFL betters playing. But I'm like, listening to you, why is that the case? If I'm betting on a team in a different conference, in a different state, how is that any different from McKenzie throwing his opinion out there on who he likes in a particular game? Now, the case can be made. And let's use the analogy – well, they'd probably have – I mean, within their inside info, I think the winning percentage would probably be pretty good. <laughs> but, but if they're not betting their own team, right? Well, but, and okay. also, Calvin Ridley didn't play in this game. You know, I think it's different if you're, if you're betting on a game that you're, oh, you're sure. taking part for in. Sure. It's different than a game that you're not playing in, and he didn't play in, in, in any of these games. That's an easy thing to, to – and it bears stating is if a player is playing in a game – now – Again, if he's be- <laughs> that's an interesting question. I don't know that it should be like if you're playing in the game, you shouldn't be allowed to bet on it at all. I but think I, so. I think if you if you aren't playing in it, then what's the harm? The theory is it's all information. We're not talking, I think, about game fixing. I think we're talking about information. Whereas you know, I mean, I know this. I've over the years had more than a few friends in college football, 
And sometimes it was explicit and sometimes it wasn't. But, you know, I'd call up and I'd get it. You know, meaning explicit is it they'd say, man, we're getting too many points here. Like they know I'm interested. Or other times it was like, uh, yeah, this could be a tough one. You know, so that, you know, almost Jimmy the Greek style back in the day when they wouldn't put the spreads up. But they would say, yeah, I think it's a blowout, Jim. You know, or uh, <laughs> the I think in a way we're at the margins here. And it's a great conversation. Where's the line? But let's know the following. The line isn't that you can't make a bet. And, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, because you're somehow associated with the league. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, I don't think they're allowed betting sports even if it's another sport. The NFL, Like if the NCAA tournament, the NFL players could not come to Vegas you know, why don't we look that up? I, 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 I know in Roger Goodell's statement, he said that you cannot bet on NFL games if you're, if you're an NFL employee. Yeah, well, that's, that's what's pertinent here. But, I, I mean, I can't imagine they tell NFL players they can't bet on sports at all. Yeah, we'll look into that on the commercial. It's almost, I'm almost certain that's the case, or at least that some of the leagues have that. And you know what? Why not? Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Mike check. Mike check. Do you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game? What's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. And let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. To make your next move your best move. And tap in with me on KJ Live, wherever you get your podcast from. Meaning, from the league's perspective, they get to make the same amount of money. Like if, if somehow you were doing something that a certain percentage thought, let's say you were, I'm just saying, AJ, you were single and you were having oh, premarital sex. Okay. Not in a, let's say you were dating the girl for, for a year, but you know, you're not in the bounds of matrimony. And is that yeah, the bounds? Is that how it's said? Uh, the restraints of matrimony. <laughs> I think you're thinking, <laughs> I think it's some personal info is coming out, but okay. Now is to me, let's say that there was a certain percentage of the audience, it's going to say, or of your audience for whatever you're doing in your life is going to say, oh, no, no, you should wait. No cohabitation, no premarital sex. And there is a, a significant group that believes that strongly. Now, if you could have all the fun of having premarital sex or cohabitating, which can be fun and sometimes not, <laughs> is do you feel a great need to scream from the mountaintops that you're doing it if it's going to alienate a certain percentage, if you're benefiting from it fully? But if the alternative was either not benefit from it, but to please the people that don't like it, you might say, you know something, I'm not willing not to benefit. I'm going to stand strong. And, yeah. But if you could have the your cake and eat it too, no pun intended. Of course. Wouldn't you? That's, why, that's what you'd prefer. That's what the, that's what the NFL is that's what the NFL gets to benefit from here. They're getting their cake, which is all the money from gambling, and they get to eat it too, which is act sanctimonious about it. Now, this is betting on other sports. This is straight from the NFL. All NFL personnel, other than the players, are further prohibited from placing 
soliciting or facilitating bets on other professional sports. Okay, so the players are allowed, or the and the other personnel are not. Is that correct, McKenzie? Correct. Yes. Okay, so the players can, but the other per- so if you're a secretary at NFL headquarters, <laughs> you can't bet on golf because that would be a sin. That's crazy. <laughs> 